Welcome to Vernon Bear Sports Podcast, episode 10, with William Cook and Seb Conway. Double figures. Double figures. <laughs> we made it. What's the average one every two months? You reckon? Yeah. When did we start? The spring of 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Simpler times. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. How you, how you been, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Our clubs are going well in the rugby league. Yeah, it's good actually. Was it Canberra third, Eels fifth, fifth, both three wins. Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah, it's Canberra's best start since two thousand five. There you go. What do you make of that? What happened in two thousand five? We didn't do too well. <laughs> <laughs> so it like, means nothing. Let's face it. Yeah, but we'll take it. Um, pretty scrappy. I think there's teams. Obviously, the teams above us have played a lot better. As yeah. In, well, what do you... Storm and team of win four or four, and they look the team likely to be there at the end, or at least thereabouts. Yeah. And so it happens, though, but it's good, good times. Who do you see as being the um, main sort of contenders at the moment? Well, you can't go past Melbourne, obviously, but Roosters, Souths. I know Souths lost the other week. Disappointing result at Manly, but, yeah. It's a bit honest, strange to see the form of Souths, because they came out of the blocks pretty hard, and everyone... Yeah. Took notice, but they had a bit of a dodgy game the week before. Who did they play? Um, they just scraped past someone the week before. Anyway, then they've gone on and lost um, over the weekend. So Yeah, maybe they're um, fatigued. Maybe Bennett's pushed them too hard and they're peaking peaked too early. Nah, I reckon every team will go through that. There's not usually... I mean, Roosters, remember last year, started pretty slow. Yeah, end up winning it and being like the team, the best team by far. So, well, I think the Roosters working progress for a lot of teams, you know. I think the Roosters are smart in that they, um, I think they've got a bit of an idea of how to sort of progressively work their way into the season, and everyone's always made a big deal out of how difficult, almost impossible, in fact, it is to. Um, Go back to back premierships, especially in the day and age of salary caps and all the rest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I feel the Roosters are probably a little bit ahead of the game. I think they know better than to, you know, throw everything into the first month or two of the season. Yeah. I think they'll be they'll be firing at the right time. Well that's definitely the plan anyway. Yeah, I agree. And I think Melbourne are always been smart in that regard. They're always yeah. steady as she goes throughout the season. Yeah. It is interesting, interesting you talk about the winning back-to-back premierships and it's, um, it's so hard to do. You, I think of the teams, you know, and you do hear of the stories of, of players taking pay cuts to remain at the same club and things like yeah. that because obviously you've got a team that are really good and it's going really well. The players' value go up, obviously. So when their new contracts are up, they tend to wanna, want more money. But obviously, if they can stick together and they feel like they've got something together, and there's a bit of loyalty they Sometimes, like I'm thinking of the teams in the past, like Manly, I know. Yeah. A lot of those guys, um, the Stewarts and stuff, taking pay cuts just to remain there because they yeah. knew they had something. Well, I don't know if that'll happen in our day and age, in this season or, you know, modern rugby league, if that happens. There's not as much loyalty around, but... Well, I think it's probably certainly less the case, but Paul Kent, I heard him in the media last week um, on a couple of different forums make the same point. He's basically saying it's a bit of a... Uh, unspoken advantage a lot of people don't quite realise that the stronger clubs just perpetually keep getting stronger because essentially they get players at a better value Yeah. so the lower clubs have got to basically throw more cash at players Yeah. and obviously as we know it's all just one big balancing act the salary cap Yeah. so the, the smaller low, lower profile clubs like your Titans and all the rest they're essentially paying overs for yeah. the majority of their players whereas um, sort of back to what you were saying about the loyalty aspect. If a player's umming and ahhing about whether they're going to hang around or what they're going to do, sometimes if they're in a successful organisation, a well-run organisation like your Roosters or your Storm, often they'll get players slightly on the cheap. Obviously, yeah. if it's to an extreme, they're probably going to jump ship. But yeah. um, across the board, if you start getting a lot of sort of middle-of-the-road players on the cheaper side, it makes a difference. Yeah. Also, I think being in a capital city, 
yeah. is the main thing. I mean, people like to live in Melbourne, like to live in Sydney, and they've got families and their, you know, their partners have have got their own careers to think about too. And obviously, the main work is in the city, so that's the other thing. Think yeah, about. and I think also, just like financially, naturally enough, from a business perspective, there's going to be more money bouncing around with sponsors Corporate, and all the rest yeah. um, in a big city. Yeah, I know you're about to tee off about Canberra being hard done by. Yeah, yeah and, I am. I've but that's interesting. Interestingly enough, I'm not sure if we've spoken about it on air before. On air. On air. <laughs> but um, Canberra have an interesting ploy while we're on the subject of salary caps um, in terms ploy. of getting players for either unders or overs, and they English they get a lot of English players, yeah, yeah. which essentially historically they tend to have got them a bit cheaper than they ordinarily would. Oh, definitely. It's only really started coming about this that sort of ploy you talk of the last three years, I think. Yeah, so um, talk me through Hod- some of the examples. Well, since Hodgson's come over and he was on not a massive amount of money, someone so influential as well, like Hodgson, who's a leader, you know, he's been made captain this year, but he's been able to convince other players from the UK to come over on not so much money. Yeah, and um, well, they, they obviously they can't demand miss. they can't demand the amount because they're a bit more of an unknown, right? Yeah, no, like they're their experience, and, you know. And they talk about the English Super League not being as good good a standard of rugby league compared to the NRL, which is true. I mean, they but still, if you that, take the cream of the crop out of there, they're still pretty good players. Yeah, yeah. I, I was reading today. I don't know if it was uh, I was Mal Meningo did a column actually um, for Fox Sports or something like that, and he was talking about players that have stood out for him so far and he talked about Luke Bateman um, sorry not Luke Bateman John Bateman from Canberra yeah. and everyone's obviously spoken about how good he is but he's talking about the English players if they're a national like capped player they tend to be really strong in the NRL yeah. like, hit the ground running straight off the get go which is an example for, for Bateman as well so if you're able to get and convince an English national player to come across and you get them on the cheap, there's a bit of an opportunity there to actually... Yeah, certainly certainly during their first contract anyway. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Is, is this Hodgson's... This is probably his second contract he's playing for. It is, yeah. But he's, so, he's, he's around for a long long term. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, and he'll be on decent... Decent yeah, money this, now, this contract is probably decent. But even, even still, for what he's providing, it's probably still a little bit... Yeah. Um, and you know what I've found? There. Like, with the Super League... It's basically in the northern part of England, so we're talking about Lancashire, Yorkshire, that area, which is away from the big cities. There's obviously Manchester's a big city, but we're talking about the clubs itself are on the outskirts of the cities. So you're getting players that live in, not necessarily like the cities, they're not city people yeah. necessarily. They might be live in country little town in the UK and then play for Warrington, for example. Yeah. So coming across to Canberra, it's not a big leap for them necessarily because it's yeah. not a huge city and so it might actually suit them so i know for hodgson for example he actually um he loves living in canberra yeah it's a big it's a big enough city for him but he lives on the outskirts and he doesn't need the outs in the glam of sydney or melbourne do you know what i mean Does so, he live at Fishwick, goes and buys yeah <laughs> fireworks and porn <laughs> <laughs> that's why he came over <laughs> um but you see what i mean by that mm. like i certainly think for canberra in the long term it's a good option yeah but how's this for an idea? You talk about teams that you think it's not necessarily a le- uh, level playing field. How about we increase the cap for certain teams? No. In- because it's harder for them to retain players or harder for them to lure players. No. No. No? You, why? Not a fan. Well, when we talk of teams, I'm talking of Canberra, your Gold Coast, maybe North Queensland. Pff, mate, they won a comp a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know. So what are they Canberra doing? Canberra won a comp a few years ago. <laughs> 30 years ago? <laughs> no, I, well, I just, I don't know. No, I don't know. I I think, obviously, it's a pretty, Man, com- it's a pretty complex thing, the salary cap, but I think all in all, it's doing a pretty good job, which, you know, in essence, it's a primary sort of job is to even out a competition, and I think it's done that pretty well. You've only got to look at this round's results. There was three games won by one point. So yeah. that as a small example is, you know, sort it's of shows close. the competition's always close. All, Plus, I suppose... Even the Melbourne, the Melbourne game, the Bulldogs nearly got them, so... Bulldogs played really well in that game. Yeah. I was actually really impressed, eh? I don't know. And everyone thinks they're no-hopers. They were paying $6 in I a still horse race. I still think they're no-hopers. 
as far as the season on the ladder. Oh, no doubt. Goes. I but don't think they've got a chance. Week to week, yeah, every, yeah. Game's yeah. Got to, every team's got to be on, otherwise they can mm. get knocked off. Yeah. But just going back to it, I think also with that theory, I think NRL, they encourage clubs to be... Um, uh, to generate their own sort of, um, I suppose, sponsorships and self-sufficiency of just being able to like keep funding their own players and yeah. not being handed like a little, you know, gift. Yeah, here you go. Here's another million dollars, and then yeah, you do the work. How it should be done. Yeah. Oh, well. just a thought. Just a thought. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, what else do we take out of this round? Just gone. Um. Well, we talked about the interesting results and how close some of the games have been. Um, somewhat surprising, I guess, some of them. But well, I don't know. The ladder itself—I mean, it's round four. It's early days, but it's it sort of some interesting. To take a bit of shape about now and the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, teams like the Cowboys and stuff. I think we, when we first did a review, we both had them in our eight. Yeah, they were near the eight. Or we also had Eels either bottom or second bottom, and they're in the top uh, six. So it's like, yeah. I think you'd probably say in the first month, and again, it's hard to take too much out of only four rounds, but I think most people would say the Broncos and Cowboys are probably your biggest disappointment so far. Yeah. Um, both only Sharks won maybe, one game. Uh, I mean, they've won two. They've been pretty hit by injury. Um, I think Manly's... I mean, I can't see him maintaining this with... Travoyevich, Tom Travoyevich out. Yeah. No. But they've won two out of the first four, and they myself, them, myself included, I thought they were absolute no hopers this season. They man. smashed the Warriors in New Zealand the week before. Yeah. Um, huge result. So yeah, it'd be interesting. The Des Hasler effect might have something to do with it. Maybe. I don't know. In fairness, though, that game against the Stouts, I was listening to Action Triple M, and um, no, actually, it was ABC, I think. Um, 702 702 with what's his face Andrew Moore oh yeah yeah he, he, he was in the media complaining of getting uh, bullied, bullied by, Ray, by Hadley. Ray Hadley yeah that doesn't surprise me at all no no I think he's a bit of a hothead isn't yeah, he yeah yeah but um, it was interesting hearing that yeah well he, he came out he talked about his mental health being affected and mm. interesting in, it seems like a nice fellow that yeah Andrew Moore yeah yeah He's a well-read fella. He's actually commentated on the cricket as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did a half-decent job of that. Um, but anyway, I was listening to that, and just going to, in that match, like, the completion rates for both teams were horrendous, eh? Yeah. Apparently Manly were utterly woeful. I just don't know how they won the game. The completion rate was 58%. And they won, they won against South. It's mm-hmm. like, seriously? Well, that's a bit like... They won't, get, a, they won't, they won't get away with it. Oh, no, God, no. The games. Well, I watched the Penrith... Tigers game on the weekend and sort of similar the Penrith's completion rate was deplorable and they still managed to sneak in um, Nathan Cleary with the drop goal from 40 out mm. nailed it yeah talking well, of Cleary a bit earlier to say but do you think he will be in the halves for the Blues or who do you think will be um, in the halves pairing well because I mean it, my opinion is essentially that I think the best result for New South Wales would be if the two incumbents can get their f- form going. You can't pick Maloney, sorry. What? Full stop? No. You're kidding, right? No. Why not? Um, have you seen his form, his first four games? No, well... And the, and the fact, hear, on top of that... Did you hear what I said? The, if, they can, if their form can start heading in the right direction, I think the best thing we could do is what? to... Show some faith in those that did it for us last year. That being said, if the form keeps going south... It's just defence, eh? Giving away penalties and just lack of defence. Well, he won an Origin Series last year. So, what's any different? Well, you've got to, you've got to look at who's playing better time, surely. You're obviously who's talking about Kiri. Yeah, potentially. Mm. Walker, maybe. Walker? You're kidding, are you? No, I'm not kidding Maybe in the super coach third. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm open well, to the idea of Kiri because he's clearly the form half. Um, I think. I suppose you don't want to change the team too much. No, not at all. I mean, why? 
But you have to... Why change it if it ain't broke, I say. But that being said, form can change a lot between one origin season and the next origin season, which is what we've sort of seen early on. Um, So, I don't know. I think Kiri's got a very high chance of getting picked, but um, I don't know. Personally, I'd I'd like to see the uh, Cleary and Maloney pick up their form and... um, have another crack at Origin but anyway we'll see I think if Maloney didn't get picked that's probably his Origin career done yeah which would be a shame I, I don't know I've I've yep. always liked the attitude he's brought into it yeah just a non, no nonsense sort of character old style sort of yeah head on him yeah yeah be interesting but I think clearly he might take a bit of confidence out of that game and winning it uh, off yep. his own boot I just so, think though you just have to pick who are the best two halves at that point pick him not necessarily going oh well we picked them last year I also think people like Boyd Corner would be hard to get like he'll probably be selected he was a captain but you can re- he's replaceable oh very much so very, you know what I mean like do you just pick him because he was there last year because we won it I don't think so they'll pick him because he's a leader I know they will he's a leader in the team which does go a fair way to someone's selection if they're a leader yeah. But you're right, there he's not like a a player that you think, oh well, he's providing something that no one else can. Hmm. He just has a decent work rate and You got players like Radley and Murray that are literally primed. Yeah, probably Murray more so at the moment. Yeah. Like um, if you put Murray in, I am sure you you do a good job. Absolutely. And he could be in that position for the next ten years. Literally yeah. he's that he's so young. Yeah. So you'd throw him in now? Dunno. We'll probably get a chance off the bench, I reckon. You reckon? Someone like a Tarek Sims can be... You know, Murray's a better player than someone like that. I don't know, Sims is a good player, hey? Nah, I don't know. The enforcer off the bench. True, the that's... physical nature. That is what he adds. Bit of aggression. Yeah. Um, what else have you got for us? Well, why don't we have a look at the uh, upcoming round? Yeah. Um, go through the tips, if you want. Yeah, we'll go through the tips. And if we've got any... Um, Bold predictions for the round. Throw that in. Alright, so... Friday night, we have the Broncos and the Tigers. Um, up in Brisbane. I suppose it's probably pretty hard to go past Broncos, really. I'm definitely digging Broncos. Yeah, I mean, not that they're on Imagine fire. Imagine the, the spray they would have had last after last week's performance. A lot of pressure from the media. You know what it's like there, you know, in Brisbane. Yeah. The fans turn up, and that would be certainly... Wanting more from their team. Yeah. Uh, a couple of selection changes, I think. Today, obviously, is the teamless Tuesday. Yeah, what do you got? So, that doesn't come out for a few hours, but Payne Haas is coming back from four-game suspension. Is that the mail you got? That's the mail. <laughs> uh, I think that's a huge plus. And what they've got, we are talking about their forwards being you know, young and the best forward pack they've got. Um, but there's that lack of experience. Not that Hass has that, but I think he's just going to add that extra bit of flair. Yeah. No, he's, um, he's a good player. He played a couple of games last year. He was impressive. Yeah. Big game. Um, but seriously, Nick Arima has got to do something. Like that. <laughs> he's useless. What is the go? They still are on massive money, and they're just not doing anything. Yeah, they're no good. They're no good. I reckon he could throw Lockyer out there now, and he'd probably do a better job. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Milford just doesn't look confident. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing out there. Yeah, they're they're a bit of a rabble, which is, which is sort of interesting that we're so confident in saying, uh, Brisbane will get up because, they're not looking too crash hot. But, uh, Darius Boyd Tiger, well. Tiger's Jesus. gone a bit off the boil after a decent start. Boyd is just he's lost today. He's always been when he, his kick returns these days. He literally as soon as he gets to the line of defence, he just goes down. He yeah. doesn't even fight. You look at the best wingers and best fullbacks these days. They're literally fighting. Every inch. Yeah. And he just doesn't. Is he scared he's going to He's just injured? not all there in the head, to be honest, I think. Anyway. I just don't understand it. He's, and he's on a massive mon- massive amount of money. I'd be, if I was Seabol, I'd be, yeah. I'd either move him different position and bring someone else in, or, yeah, you'd be looked to maybe move him on and he can get a few other players. Jeez, so, be cool, be cool. Well, I don't know. Um, anyway, the... Uh the other game on Friday night will be Titans and Panthers. Uh, it's up at the Gold Coast. That's a very uninspiring game. Um, 
Pen- Penrith? Yeah, I have to go Penrith. You can't. Oh, like, Gold Coast, I haven't won a game. Yeah, you, it's pretty hard. I mean, they're only getting closer to their first win of the season, I guess. That's one way of looking at it. But, yeah, I'm not sure. You probably have to go with the Panthers. What's going wrong up there, you reckon? Mate, has there ever been a successful franchise in any sport that <laughs> has taken off in the Gold Coast? Yeah, I don't think so. It is just destined for failure out there. But why? Unless you're a bikey or drug lord, then there's nothing good happening there. <laughs> um, why is it going wrong, though? I'd like to know. I don't why, know. I'd... Why you think it doesn't work up there? Well, I think it's hard, generally speaking, building a club off the ground. We don't really have like that solid base of like a junior system and all that in place. You're just sort of sprouting a club out of thin air. But on, like, on paper, it's not that bad, the team. They've got a good forward pack. Yeah, like they, they get they get good good plays there. Rattled off for me. What have we already got there? Well, this year? Yeah. Darius, not Darius Boyd. Um, Shannon Boyd. Oh, old camera He's player. getting paid twice as much as he should. But they've got like Ryan James, uh, Wallace, uh, Proctor, Arrow. Obviously, they're halves, Taylor and Roberts. You'd think we'd do it it's half It's not a bad job. side, is it? Their, their outside backs are pretty thin. Yeah, actually... Peach hasn't played well this year. Though. He's no chance of origin. Yeah. Um, players go to die out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's still a few young players up there. That like, you know. Joy Arrow will play origin. Yeah, absolutely. So he's... And James wasn't too far from playing origin himself. No. Well, I'm not, so, like, I'm not knocking their that... forward, Pat. Yeah. Can anyway. Can Don in there? In the wing? <laughs> Give me a spell. <laughs> um, we'll keep rattling through these. Uh, Cowboys and Storm up at uh, one three hundred smiles. <laughs> Dairy farmers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be a decent game, but it's probably gonna be a brave man to go past the Storm. You think? Storm are paying a dollar thirty six. Yeah, quite short odds there. Unless there's um... potentially not a bad game though. You think? See, they're missing Town Lolo, aren't they, Cowboys? Oh, it's obviously hurting him. But you'd think with their forward pack, McLean and uh, Maguire and... Matty Scott. Uh, Matty Scott and... Who else did I say McLean? You did. Yeah. <laughs> McLean. McLean. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, they've got a yeah, pretty good forward pack. Yeah, they? yeah, they got the Moose, Maguire. Yeah, I said that. You did? <laughs> yeah, right. We're just, just, just not listening to each other or ourselves. McLean. <laughs> <laughs> they've got that fella... McLean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, famous uh, McKinnon, McKinnon. What's that? McKinnon, Alex McKinnon. Oh yeah, sorry. Don't Did mention, you see that video don't, that the, don't on, Facebook, the wall. on Facebook today or yesterday? No. It was a, a chick from Fox Sports who had um, McKinnon there because of the McKinnon Cup. Yeah. And she said something like, "And here we've got standing next to us Alex McKinnon." <gasps> The blokes, the poor blokes in the wheelchair for the rest of his life. <laughs> He'll never stand. That's almost as good as Mario Fennec uh, <laughs> offering the cup and saucer to um, <laughs> with uh, Postman's here. Oh, watch out! To uh, the bloke with one arm. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. Who was that? That was um, he was a golfer. His son son played first grade for Newcastle. Anyway, I can't remember. anyway, um. What do we got on Saturday afternoon? Hang on. Oh. I just realised it's a Thursday game. Oh, so sorry. Who's your tip? Is it Storm? Yeah. It's, can't yeah. go past the Storm. Yeah, um, I agree. Rabbitohs and Warriors. Um, Sunshine Coast. Okay. Really? Sunshine Coast Stadium. Fair income. Yeah. That's it's interesting. In one of those rural, regional... Stadiums? I don't think Is this the Rabbitohs game you're talking about? Rabbitohs home game, yeah. They're taking up there. Wow, okay. That's interesting. Mm. Does that maybe bring the Warriors into it a bit more? I think it does, yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, again, you're very brave to go past the Rabbitohs, but you're always intrigued, I think, with the Warriors to see what team turns up. Yeah. Um, again, I don't think it'll be a bad game to watch. Um, no. Knights Seagulls, the old Northern Northern Eagles clash. Yeah. Um, That's up at Newcastle. Yeah. Um, they got 20,000 last game there at Newcastle, and that was a late game. That was a Sunday, Sunday night game. 
So yeah. I reckon that will be packed house Saturday. Obviously, no one was working in the mines the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you called in sick, I reckon. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I reckon Knights will get there. Yeah, so I would have thought they've, so. They've taken a lot from last game, and I think, yeah. I just can't see... I think there's Manly is somewhat overachieved winning half their games in the first month. Um, and I can't see him going yeah. on the improve without Tommy Trevojevic. So, the Knights for me. Um, Sharks and Roosters. Good um, game, I reckon this. Be a decent game, but Jesus, Sharks got some people out. I'm guessing Sean Johnson's probably back. Okay. He had a yeah. minor quad strain. That, Just before kickoff, wasn't it? Yeah, against Para. Who um, they got out then? Woods Woodsy's broken out. his ankle? Yep, he's gone for fair whack of the season. Who else um, they got out? Gal will still be out, I think. What's um, Gal got wrong with you? I'm not sure, just old age. Peptide um, issue. That being said, Teamless Tuesday coming out later on today, so uh, this will all get confirmed. But uh, who else? they got more injuries, I'm sure they do. Um, you got the paper there? Matt Moylan's out. Moylan. Throw us the... Brett term. Morris still out. Brett Morris. What do you want that for? Was, there's an article about the injuries. I just told you. Oh, right over. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it. So that... What's his name? Bronson Sherry. Or Sherry, or Sherry so. they call him, yeah. He'll, um, he'll be there again, won't he? I would have thought yeah. so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, he looked looked pretty handy. He didn't get too much of an opportunity. What happened to Scott Sorensen? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's still fighting about. He played well last year. He doesn't get a gig now. He's still there and thereabouts, isn't he? He's, he doesn't play the game this year. Um, so he must have an extended bench or something. Just going back to what I was talking about Cronulla. Also, it's easy to forget that Wade Graham hasn't played a game all season. Yeah. That's a that's um, given that young Nakora opportunity. Sorry to interrupt. Sorensen did play last game. He did? Yeah, yeah he's in the Jersey 18, so... Um, yeah, um, that, that Nakor is a good young player. Yeah. Um, but he's been given that opportunity this season because Wade Graham's out with a knee injury. So there are some serious names missing from that team. And I think this is the nature of the Sharks. They'll probably still put in a pretty solid performance, but I find it hard to go past the Roosters. You'd have to go. Well, they're at home. Does that make a much, massive difference? Maybe Scoma will be there on the hill. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> Um, and the Dragons and Bulldogs on Sunday, Arvo. I don't know. I as good a performance as they put in against Melbourne, the Bulldogs. I just, I think it's a little bit of a one-off. I can't see them putting stringing too many consistent performances together. Sort of like what you were saying before. Yeah. So I have to go the Dragons, who had a good last gasp win. It's two weeks in a row, isn't it, for them? Yeah, Normie. Normie stepped up. Yeah, well, he was my bold prediction, wasn't he, before we started? He was, Sort of um, showing a bit of promise there. Now, match of the round. Absolutely. Raiders and Eels. This will genuinely be a good game. I actually think it will be a good game, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it will be a fair few tries in. Yeah, two two fairly... uh, Attacking like the eels have really changed the way they're yeah. attacking. Not as much structure; it's just sort of thrown around. Yeah, in front of you. plenty of second phase. Um, and the raiders have never been too keen to tackle. They're pretty, pretty keen to score tries. So <laughs> we haven't been too bad in the last no, first no, no. four rounds as far as defence. It's an no. improvement. Yeah, no, I think that would be a really open game. The offloads would be key, won't they? Post contact meters, <laughs> all the key stats, mate. Um, so that's the late Sunday game, the last game of the round. Any injuries to report from the Eels? Uh, well, show? nothing new. No new ones. Nathan Brown's still out. Um, who else? No one else I can really recall, but... Mm. Um, yeah. We'll see. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. I'll probably, if- I probably... I've tipped the Eels, which is a bit more... Heart than head. Um, I never I think tip Canberra. Eh? Most most of the money will be uh, with Canberra, I think. But being at home, being at home and back on the back. It's always 
in a bit of a 50-50 type game, it's always hard to go away from the Raiders at home, I think. I don't know. These days, it's not so much. Back in the day, it used to be, thought we'd win every game at home and lose every game away. And now it just doesn't make a difference. Uh, um, yeah. I actually going to be interested to see if Sam Williams retains his selection. I think he probably will, because I think Aiden Caesar's back, but he's a bit of a flop, isn't he? Caesar? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't pick him? Well, we've won two games with Sam Williams, and he's actually played well. Yeah, what's Whiten offering? Not much. <laughs> he's good in uh, defence, given that. Well, he's made a few you know, bad decisions, but yeah, no, I think he brings that size, and um, he runs it heaps. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's not really a fly back to be fair he's just another runner like another outside back bit of a break than just pops up in the middle though bigger I, body I don't mind it and we've won three or four with it so it can only improve yeah they just have to figure figure it out because against the good teams uh, like the roosters and of the world uh, I think it might be different <laughs> yeah with the eels I think it will still suit us I kind of play so yeah. I think Canberra actually will win this yeah no it'd be good it'd be interesting um all right. What else? What else have we got? Um, I suppose it'd be remiss of us not to mention old Val Holmes. Yeah, you're the, today. you're the resident uh, NFL fan. Representative. What do we got? What's happening? Well, huge news today announced that Valentine Holmes has signed a 12-month contract with the New York Jets, which are obviously NFL franchise over there. Um, are they big. They're not. No, club? they're not no. one of the bigger. Bigger teams. They are in, obviously, New York, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, but they're not... New York Giants, for years and years and years, have been the better of the two New York sides. Um, but Madison it's Square certainly, regardless, regardless of who he's playing for, he's, it's pretty amazing he's able to get this. But he's actually taking an international spot up. So... Because um, there was two ways he could have gone. So he's on an international um, player program, which just means the 12-month contract he's assigned with the team to train throughout the year and he'll play pre-season games. Yeah. When I say he'll play, he's he's able to play. He's eligible. Able to play. Eligible, yeah. Um, so they think he's going to be a sort of a running back or kick returner, yeah. which makes sense based off his skill set he has and what he did in the NRL. Yeah. Being fullback, that's literally what they do. So um, good signs for him, but... Um, and also, if, he, if he's able to pull it off after pre-season, after showing some, you know good signs they might put him in the 53 man squad which makes him eligible to play in the NFL and that's essentially his goal right to make that squad yeah if he doesn't he's still able to play or train with the the team but he's not able to play in any NFL game yeah even with injuries they won't allow him to play yeah that's why that 53 man squad they cut it off there yeah um so it'd be interesting to see whether he stays in New York and trains and trains and then hopes that the following year they'll retain him at the Jets or he'll try and get drafted um, yeah. or he'll just come back to the NRL. In his head, obviously, he's got the plan. He's thinking, you know, if he doesn't get put in that 53-man squad, he might try his luck back at in the NRL on big money yeah. and go, you know, I tried it. Didn't work out. As we know with Jared Hayne, he was in the same boat but did get selected in that 53-man uh, squad. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, I mean, we only played, what, two games in a really weak San Fran team. Yeah. You'd argue that the Jets are a better team than San Fran was at that time, so you never know. But they do need players in that position there. So yeah. it's a big... Yeah, you never know. From his, he's doing these tests and stuff, which they do, all the international players on his program do tests. I saw that. The 40-yard 40, 40 dash and all his that. His 40-yard dash was equal speed to a guy called Ezekiel Elliott who plays for the Cowboys, who was like the best in his position. So, yeah. I mean, that's just running, but... Still, they obviously impressed. He impressed the scouts there, and, yeah. um, and they do put a big emphasis on those sort of stats, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's all they can go off. Yeah, he's had no experience in NFL. They can only go off stats, and physical um, aspects of it. So, yeah, watch this space. But it'll be good, I think. And also, for teams like the Jets, like a lot of interest from Australia now, you know, mm. on their franchise, and that would be a positive for them. Yeah, certainly. Merchandise sales, um, well, that's where we carry on. Do we think, I mean, as an outsider, I don't know the ins and outs of it probably as well as you do, but I'm going to imagine that if he doesn't make that 53-man squad, he'll, that's probably when he'll come back. Yeah, I'd Presumably so. signing with the Cowboys over here. Yeah, the drum is that they've From New York space. to Townsville. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Apple. 
Um, yeah, I, yeah, you think so? And there's a little bit of whisper that he's sort of already spoken to the Cowboys no about doubt. coming back um, on the sly. Which, which is interesting because they're not allowed to do that, are they? Well, I don't know, actually. I don't or think they the, can. Why not? I think there's some but sort he's of... he's contracted now. But I, I think they would have had a conversation before that happened. He's just kind of left the door open anyway, sort of saying, let's see how things are. Cowboys would be spewing finding any sign with the Jets because they might have thought, you know, imagine that. If he wasn't signed by anyone, then... Yeah, but by the same it. token, they, they always knew that was the deal. If the offer was put to him, he was going to take it, so... Yeah. They can't um, be terribly surprised by that. No. I think but if, when, if he when do they the... When do they actually name this 53-man squad? Because that's obviously important for the Cowboys to know. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for a fair while. I don't know the exact date, but they have um, pre-season games first. I mean, we've only just really finished the NFL season. So it is a long pre-season, though. Like, there's a lot goes into it. But he'll train with them. He'll um, do a bit of ball handling stuff down at Jets. And if he impresses there, depending who the coach is and what they want, it could well be he's there, you know, like, which is a massive payday for him. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Um... He won't earn a huge amount of money in this 12 months, but if he does make the 53-man squad, he'll be on decent whack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you know, in NFL, it's like the one percenter. Everything is one percenter. So he's got to really, really impress, not just being the fastest 40-yard dash. Yeah. Um, he knows that, though, obviously. But all hats off to him. Like, he got a lot of, copped a lot of criticism for leaving in his contract, which I suppose you can't understand because of the timing of it. Yeah. But for him and himself, he's going like, well, how old is he? Like 26, probably? 25, yeah, 26? So, yeah. In his prime, he loves the game. He's like, why not give it a crack? Yeah. The only thing I can sort of think is, and it's a recurring problem, is he's gone and signed that contract. He's got a year left on it. Hmm. Well, why, why sign that length contract if you're going to cut it short? I mean, he didn't know, though, maybe. Well... But again, you got you got to foresee these sort of things. A lot of, a lot of it would have been his manager because the managers oh no doubt certain amount. Um, they, pretty much their managers will just handle the whole matter themselves and just come back to them and say, "Look, this is what they've offered." Well, he's seen managers not, seen dollar signs, surely. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if actually his manager gets anything out of this contract to the Jets because um, huge franchise. They've, they've got millions. And I'm going to say yes because there's a fair bit of work to have gone into all this. But the the problem, the thing is, that international programs are slightly different. It's like Every player on that program, obviously from a different country, they're not from the usual setup of like getting drafted in and college. Yeah, so it's it's sort of like um, it's a it's a small chance for these players to get picked up, but there's only a couple of spots for each franchise to take an international player. So for them, that's why they pay them peanuts because it's it's like well we'll see what they do, but if we're not fussed if they don't make it because we'll just end up getting an American college kid or yeah, do you know what I mean? So. Do you reckon there's a bit of animosity between the um, homegrown American players? And I'd say, teams? definitely. You'd yeah. think so, wouldn't you? Because they're pinching spots, basically. Definitely. Yeah. And they'd be looking at, yeah, a lot of envy, like looking across, going, yeah, this kid from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's taking my spot, and I'm literally, I've been groomed to this spot and through college it. and through this and that, and guaranteed this, guaranteed that, and then he just comes in and takes the spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's going to be good. Mm. Really like to watch him play in the NFL. be awesome. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I mean... There were reports there was a couple of other t- um, franchises interested in him too. Minnesota? Minnesota Vikings, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we might hope he does a bit better than Hainsey. I mean, he did well to play at all, but um, it'd be good to see him make a solid sort of... Yeah. season out of it maybe and yeah yeah but there's a lot of water to go into the bridge between now and then yeah they're kind of similar similar size and I think aren't they Hayne's taller but as in physical Hayne probably left it a couple of years later too which he did. didn't help him he did I don't know if you remember you probably do the he made a few errors in the few games he did have yeah and it's so cutthroat over there yeah so cutthroat because mm. I suppose you know those making the decisions to select certain players yeah, have to justify why they did it and when they're making errors they go well we've got these five guys waiting in the wings ready to go yeah so yeah yeah absolutely um, um, what else you got Matt well we might just quickly touch on the AFL I'll be perfectly honest I haven't been following it too much 
Well, I've probably followed it slightly more than I have in previous years, mainly because uh, for the first time I'm involved in a bit of a tipping comp with AFL. So, oh, you were saying. So you do you do sort of keep one eye on it. Um, I'm sort of going in pretty blind, I must say. I, my knowledge isn't that in-depth, but been to a Swans game, saw them and the Crows a couple of weeks ago Yeah. at the SCG. That How was, was that? good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Swans got knocked off, but... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see this. Uh, after three rounds, the only unbeaten teams at the moment are Geelong, who are a pretty consistent sort of side, and Brisbane, would you I believe? heard Brisbane, yeah. Brisbane Lions. They beat Richmond. It's like the early early noughties. Yeah. Remember those days? That was yeah, I did. Killing yeah. it. Michael Manus, Voss. Ackermanis, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Brownie. Yeah. Big unit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um Interesting to see. How are the Giants going? Uh, the Giants... That's a big win for round one. Yeah, the sort points. of sitting... Sitting fourth spot. So, yeah. um, one, two, lost one. Uh, they uh, they won against Richmond over the weekend. So, yeah, they're going all right. Um, Swans won their first game of the season on the weekend. Knocked off Carlton. So, a bad win down there. Yep. Uh, and this coming weekend, the Giants have got Geelong down there, which will be a pretty tough game for them. And the Swans are playing Melbourne Demons down... Oh, uh, no, they're up at the SCG on Thursday night. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I've Like I said, I've kept a little bit of a sneaky eye on it, um, a little bit more than I have in the past, so we'll see. It was good, good experience actually going out to watch the other week. It's good watching it live, isn't it? Yeah, it's you get a lot more out of it, I think. Oh, um, it's brilliant. You sort of get the whole perspective. There's a lot sort of going on, isn't there, outside of where the ball is yeah. actually at the moment. And you get a real appreciation um, for them as athletes as well. Like fitness cover levels a lot out of control. Of, I think. Yeah, cover a lot of territory. Um, so yeah. So anything else you want to cover, mate? Um, just quickly for our. Favourite listener, Matthew Killian. <laughs> um, you Pelican. IPL Cricket. Have <laughs> you been following that? Um, a little bit. Um, I just noticed some of the scores, you know, obviously I've been following the Australian players, but David Warner, his form. He's, he's doing been, well. He's been brilliant. Him, did you see him and Johnny Berso had yeah, some they're having a bit of a monster, yeah. monster partnership? Yeah. No, a few. I like think it was four, three or four games in a row. I think I set the record for opening partnerships mm. in IPL. Yeah. 180 or something. Yeah, obviously it's better conditions for batting over there than anywhere in the world, but um, still, it's it's like for a bloke that's been playing grade cricket in the off, mm. in his, during his band to come straight in play against his international players. Well, I guess if nothing else, it gives him confidence. I mean, he probably wasn't lacking it, but it's probably more the public mm. giving his confidence that he can make that transition after playing yep. a couple of levels below his standard uh, during the season. And it will justify his selection in the World Cup squad. Yeah, which I think they were in reality likely to do regardless, but um, I think it'll put a few doubters at ease seeing him yeah. on the big stage doing well. So Yeah, Smith got uh, 70 the other day as well. Yeah, he's, he's been challenges doing reasonably well. So whilst we um, touch on the IPL, how do you think, just quickly... If we cast our eye forward to the World Cup, um, how do you think that's going to go with selections? It's going to be pretty tight. Yeah, there's a few guys, obviously with the guys coming back, you have to drop certain players and we had a successful one day series in Pakistan, I don't know how much you can take out of that. Well, I think you but, can take a fair bit because we had success in um, India just prior yeah. to that, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. We did, didn't we? So... They took that form straight into Pakistan and... The discipline really turned around quite quickly and that regard because India had it over us for a long time you know in one day cricket and yeah um, test cricket obviously but so there's certain play like Aaron Finch was struggling for a while especially in Australia and then yeah. he's gone he's killing it so it's, he's kind of cemented his spot and then you got people like well you Travis say Head that you say I mean I tend to agree with you you say that but um, the fact is there's two blokes coming to take spots so Maxwell's playing well as well yeah he had a good series Kawaja was unbelievable Kawaja. so you just rattle Marshall off those nines you rattle off those names and 
Mm. There's not really many spots left, certainly in the batting. Yeah. I mean, Sean Marsh, um, in the last 12 months, has basically been holding the team up in one-day cricket. And yeah. I'd say he's probably unlikely to make the squad. Yeah. I don't know what you I'd think. be happy for him not to, but... Again, I understand what you're saying. I reckon, yeah, he'd be pretty hard done by. If you look at some of the years gone by and he was selected off not much form, and now he's got a bit of form. Exactly right. Potentially going to get dropped. Yeah. Like, bit of kick in the teeth. He had a bit of a slight dip of form uh, at the wrong time. It's, it looks yeah. to be. Um, someone like Hanscom's put his name up. and yeah, he, he probably won't get it. You don't think so? No, I don't the, think so. The only reason was, do you see that 100 he scored? Yeah, I did. That was, yeah pretty impressive but the only reason why I think maybe he's got his foot in the door a little bit is as a bit of insurance with keeping um, yeah. it could provide some flexibility if they want to play him as keeper or yeah. probably realistically at least as a backup for injury if Carey's out yeah that's true um, and then you've got your your bowling which will be mm. interesting as well you, we were talking about Sorax in the newspaper the other day Hazelwood hasn't played much uh, one day cricket yeah and they're saying was he good enough to come straight back in well he's basically he is, admitted but... he's basically admitted he's a bit nervous about it all yeah which, considering you know the vice captain of the test team and all the rest um, it was yeah. sort of nice hearing it almost a bit of honesty yeah he's just admitted yeah I'm a bit nervous about it and to be to be fair he's sort of understandably so because mm. um, the team's been very successful while he's been away um, yeah and just sort of the humble, modest guy he is. He doesn't, by any means, expect to just walk back in. It's a good attitude. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I just personally think they should find a spot. Um, well, who, who would take his spot? I mean, Jai Richardson. Jai Richardson, but he's dislocated his shoulder over yeah. in Pakistan, or the UAE, wherever they were. Get Sean Abbott in there. Mate, it's possible. He's, he's been going good, hasn't he? Probably unlikely. He has a Steve Waugh medal at New South Wales Cricket. Yeah, I saw that. I think... Uh, friend of the show, Sean Abbott. Uh, he's probably if he's going to be a bolter for anything, it's more likely to be in the Ashes. Uh, only yeah, s- I don't know. I, I obviously really hoping be, to be there, but um, I think it's unlikely. I can't imagine they would use him in the Ashes. Someone like a but you never know. Copeland's probably even a bit ahead if they're looking for a bolter. But yeah. to be honest, we've got that that many riches with our fast buying. I don't think there's any real need to have bolters. I mean. We've got James Pattinson, who's now fit, waiting in the wings. Yeah, he'd be ahead. Uh, but the, the, old dog, the old dog, Peter Siddle, still done really well in yeah. Sheffield Shield. I think he's probably, he's probably had it. Well, he's been, he's over, been, over he's been around the squad. Yeah, I know he has. Um, I just don't think... Um, Joe Richardson will probably he, be fit by the Ashes. I, but, I, then, but then if he is fit by the Ashes, he wouldn't have played much cricket before it. Well, he, he might be back for the Cup, we don't know. Maybe. Um... So when you think that our three sort of undisputed frontline bowlers are Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins, and you've got mm. the backup of Jai Richardson and James Pattinson, there's not much room for anyone else. Is there? Yeah. Um, and then interestingly, with the World Cup selection, I think Zampa's cemented his spot as a spinner, but you're shaking your head here. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a huge fan, but you can't deny his stats of like, he's... Been pretty good. His domestic cricket stats aren't great. I don't know why. Well, forget that. He's international. Can't just forget that because his players are in a better form. His international stats are very good. You can't deny that. I'm not saying I'm a huge advocate of him. No. Anyway, it, whether you like it or not, he's going. Yeah. The, the interesting thing, I, I think, though, on the some of the smaller grounds and potentially less likely to turn in the UK, do we? Take Nathan Lyon to the World Cup. Is there a space for another frontline spinner? So he's, yeah, his one-day skills aren't uh, skills. Stats aren't great. They're not great, but you certainly know what you're gonna get Who else from him. Will be there, Clive Rose. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Clive Rose. Get him in there. Oh no. Who, who else would be? Uh, well, I mean, obviously that would say. Stoinis maybe. will get a spot. Maxwell. Maxwell. Head. They both. No, play. Head didn't get picked in the one-day spots. Recently, he won't be there. No. Um, who else? Yeah, I'm talking about spinner, like just out and out. Well, I, I, pers- I personally think the likely thing they'll do is pick Zampa and then Wines. Well, 
I tend like, to think they maybe won't pick line. There's only 15 blokes they pick in the squad. Where's the World Cup? India. England. Oh, it's in England. Before oh, mate, get with the program. Yeah. Mate, I'm, I've lost track of what, what's going on in the world. Um, so it's in England. Okay, well... There's probably no real necessity to no, pick... two spinners. No. Hell no. You have one in Zampa and then you have Maxwell come on and... And even Buddy Finch has bowled himself a bit recently. Yeah. If push comes to shove. Stephen Smith. Stephen Smith. So, yeah. I mean, you sort of half feel for Lyon because he's such a big part of the grand scheme of Australian cricket and certainly in the test team, he is yeah. probably your first pick, really. He's probably arguably the best um, option bowl we've had. Oh, yeah. I think almost undisputably, yeah. Hmm. Um, so, you can imagine... He's, I mean, I think he's realistic in knowing that he's probably second in the pecking order in one day stuff, but geez, he'd be keen to be over there playing the World Cup, just knowing the sort of competitive guy he is. Yeah. Um, Plus a familiar face and challenger. Very much so, which is, yeah. I think, if anything gets him over the line, it might be a bit of that sort of stuff, you know. He's a big influencer amongst I imagine Lang would want that too, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's that kind of... So, be interesting. Yeah. It's good, good problems to have. There's basically 20 blokes I could pick, and they'll probably... Yeah, you know, a roughy, I think, to win it is New Zealand. Thoughts? Everyone says that. What do you mean everyone says that? Why not? People they just pretty much got the same core team as they had in the, the last the Australian World Cup. Except McCullum. Yeah, but he wasn't exactly the reason why they're in the final, I don't think. He was good. Pretty don't get me wrong, but there's some players they got, you know, bloody ridiculous. Yeah, they'll be they'll be good. They'll be they'll be good. Really good I think yeah, I, I think the England are going to be better in the world. No. Mate, as a no. one-day side, they're pretty handy. No. No? Well, handy, but I don't think they win. And being in England will be a big difference. Yeah. Anyway. We'll see what happens. Out. Yeah. When is that? Uh, it must be. You're going over, aren't you? Yeah, that's for the Ashes, though. So So that when's the Ashes? April? April? It's April now. No, not April. Paluta. I think he kept thinking it's in England, so it's obviously in there. The Ashes are July, August, so yeah. I think June, July will be just before the Cup. Obviously. Yeah. It's interesting they're actually sort of scheduled around that. Like, Makes for a big summer. I still never understand how it works with the Ashes, because obviously it's not every year, but sometimes it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it's just like... No this happens more and more these days. It's a big money spinner. Yeah. Anyway, we're sort of dribbling on now. Yeah. Killer would have turned off a while ago. <laughs> you should be here. You should be here. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Next time. I think that's about it. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> Next time we're going to have a special guest on. Matthew Killian. Do-do-do.